0: <laughs> All
1: right
2: Friday Woo. So glad that it's Friday seriously i'm tired this week i don't know why but it's like there's not, it's not been anything going on at the state legislature or anything or in the court systems here in arkansas nothing happened at all Robert.
1: and i had a case in court this week as well with yeah. chris who's on his way in okay so we are exhausted
2: Yeah, that's the way it is i'll tell you i'm exhausted because i went and saw the new bond movie
1: yeah fantastic yeah. movie as is, I told you before we went on the air Dave, don't give it away. I'm don't give against, it away. No.
2: Nah, nah, look, the the big the big issues that that I would say are the two things you got to talk about that you'll want to talk about mm-hmm. after the movie is gives the whole movie it, it would destroy yeah. the movie for Should I not tell him that
1: they die, that he dies in the end? Yeah, I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm just saying you got to
2: be got to be careful <laughs> yeah. uh about about all of that and uh you know, they, they make some, I think everybody knows that they make some uh, talk about uh, 007. You know, 007 isn't James Bond, so right. to speak. All right, right. It's, 007, it's his it's, designation. That is a designation. He sanctions people. Uh,
1: sh- you should grab that pin that I gave you. My designation, it's over there on your, on your thing the, with Chris Corbett's name oh, on yeah. it. Oh, yeah, okay. My, my designation for the Arkansas bar. Is 007 because the designation <laughs> that you get from the Arkansas bar is the year you admitted. And I was admitted just recently. I practiced for 30 years, but I only got admitted here in right. Arkansas. It's just paperwork, um, <clears throat> meaning I don't have to take the bar again. Um, and I got admitted in 2020. And since I applied off cycle, I, it was early. And, the, and my number is 2020-you guessed it- Double 007. Uh,
2: yeah, that's the designation. It just means that he had the ability without anybody telling him to sanction somebody sanction kill him all right yeah, that's yeah. you know that's just typical language there so uh that everybody knew there was some movement in the the canon of a uh, bond about 007 you notice they don't talk about who's going to be the next 007
1: have they not picked the the new actor No,
2: no. They, t- they talk about who's going to be the next James Bond. Oh. You get there's it's, it's two it's two different things. I see. You'll meet the new 007. I see. I see. Okay. But you'll not meet, you know, what they're going oh, to do I with see. Bond. Gotcha. All right. So gotcha. that so it's it's kind of confusing, but uh I want to tell you what. I went I sat down to watch that film number 1 get a big bag of popcorn because it is a long movie it's right. 168 minutes long right so uh last night i didn't get home and get in bed until 11 o'clock right now I, wow. I woke up this morning it was like already <laughs> it's time to go to work but uh the first scene is shot the first scenes are shot in italy unbelievable i'm just telling you I gotta go there just to see it for real mm-hmm. because it's incredible. And uh, they use a, the, the great uh, lenses that they do for IMAX and they come over a hill to go into the town and it just sweeps out in front of you. It's a, it, don't miss this movie. It, it hits all the right to marks in all the right ways. The color for the cinematography is perfect. The acting is fantastic. There's some action scenes that are incredible. What I really liked it that they got, uh, and what I've always liked about Daniel Craig's Bond is that he's a lot more grittier. Or than, as they
1: say, he's grumpy. He's
2: a little too grumpy. Well, he's really gritty, uh, and he, he's there as you move towards the end of the film and the, and the climax and stuff. The the uh, Don't get away! No, I'm not. The action sequences get away from being the real big pieces to being very, very personal. You know what I didn't like about the previous
1: Craig Bond movies is they minimized or decreased the gadgetry. And I heard him in an interview saying, "Well, it, it, some of it got too gimmicky, and maybe that's true." Right in the seventies with Roger Moore, oh it was my god, very yes. gimmicky. But the same token, we expect the gadgets with James Bond, and there was one of them, maybe the most recent one, in fact, prior to this one, of course. I don't think there were any gadgets. I'm like okay, but James Bond has gadgets, so
2: oh yeah, he had yeah. he had the yeah. latest technology. Yeah, yeah, you know, Q made sure of that. Good. All Good. right. And Q you make sure he's taken care of in this movie? Good, good. All right, so be, be happy about, about yeah. that. But uh, it, it was a fitting, it is a fitting uh, movie for Daniel Craig. It's yeah. the sixth and final Bond movie. Yeah, so it's good. Keep that it's in mind. in general. You know, I knew I was going to like Craig. I, number one, I knew who he was when they cast him. A lot of people had no idea who he was. He did a movie over in England called Layer Cake. You ever watch that movie?
3: I've eaten Layer Cake. Okay, you'll want to see
2: this. This movie, Layer Cake, is considered to be the British version of the Godfather. Mm. And uh, Daniel Craig was excellent mm-hmm. i mean really really good i it.
1: liked him in cowboys and aliens no that
2: was a fun that movie. was a good movie it was a fun you movie. Know, people should, well, should have done that? should have done better at the box office
1: it should have done better and i and perhaps if it had it would have had a sequel because i could would have, have, have nice liked to seen a sequel yeah. to it to be they honest they could have with done you. something with
2: that but yeah that uh, he's a good actor he he's a, a very actor. good actor and yeah. uh you i like i like to see him do something like the cane mutiny or something well, he did do one gritty World War Two movie. What was the one that's right. they were, were a resistance you, you fighters yeah, right. in that France, very, that. I believe. It was really good. It yeah. was a good movie. But the, yeah. yeah, he's he's just got that. I knew I was really going to like him in that part is in Casino Royale, his first one, Yeah. when he's sitting in an office with that guy, and that talk, work, he's yeah. talking to him, and he's got the gun on him. And he's saying, I know what you've done. And he's saying, blah, blah, blah. And he's watching the guy. And the guy, you could tell he's going for a gun. And he shoots him twice. He puts the silencer back in his pocket, looks at him, and just walks out of the office. Right, right. I said, this is my kind of bond. Because we had moved away from that. That's right. right. Anyway, go see the movie. I'll talk about it more at 730. Let's let's talk some politics. We want to talk politics because a lot of water... Under the bridge in just one week. One week, baby. Incredible, and one particular uh, decision is really going to change things hugely.
1: Yeah, you had Greg Payne on the show. Isn't yes, right? I did. Yeah, on, Greg on, Payne's an attorney, of he course. Was you're on Thursday,
2: Arkansas. and uh, he was the man who was the the head of uh, Dan Sullivan's uh, lawsuits. Against uh, the governor, that were, I was a plaintiff. You were a member
1: on, of the yeah of that lawsuit. Know,
2: on that lawsuit, uh, which was you know quit trying to s- sit on my freedom. You know mm-hmm. I don't want that done. And so uh, what happened is that the judge in this uh, case up in Northwest Arkansas with the the school up there, I think it was in Bentonville, if I'm not mistaken, they had a mask mandate, and the uh, some of the families took the school district to court. And Greg was one of the lawyers that worked on it. And uh, they got uh, their result, I think it was Wednesday evening, uh, and it was this. If you're a school board, you cannot require a mask mandate on all the students in your school system. You just cannot do that. And uh, she basically came in and carpet bombed uh, the school board i mean i want you to think about it here here is the key and this is what the judge said if the governor of the state of arkansas cannot demand a mask mandate well, to be
1: clear what she said was the governor can she said this can't be delegated to a school district That's this correct. is an authority of the governor and if he wants to do it he better step up and put in an order because he can't delegate that and they can't uh, assume it, assume being, it. They, that's Meaning great. the school district. they can't
2: take on a whole bunch of power that's right and uh and so their mandate died right yeah, then that's right so the next day if kids didn't want to wear a mask they didn't have to that's right
1: and arguably to be clear arguably to be clear uh that logic applies across the state now here's the question does that logic apply across the state so that students here in little rock be it in the uh, public day schools, ordinary schools, or at where I teach, you know, the University of Arkansas, can they take off their masks? Uh, If they can not, then then the claim from those who claim that the students can't take off their masks is somehow each order from a judge is regional, but that would mean that the ban on the Law passed by the legislature that mandate uh, that that prohibits the wearing of ma- masks doesn't apply anywhere in the state. So now the lefties are stuck between a rock and a hard place. Either Fox's order only uh, applies here in Pulaski County uh, and nowhere else or neither order uh, um, applies uh, or both orders apply everywhere in contradiction to each other.
2: Yeah, and and this is going to be really an interesting part of this because talking to Greg, he feels that all school districts now have been put on notice.
1: I think that's right. I think Greg is 100% Greg. I hope Greg, by the way, runs for office. He's he's a right kind of thinking individual. I don't know where he's out of. If he's out of, like, Fayetteville or here.
2: Uh, Well, he's up in Fayetteville. He's up in Fayetteville. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And they need people like
2: him up in Fayetteville. Good, good. All right, let's take a break. PI Roofing wants you to know that uh, if you need a new roof, if you need a leak fixed, if you need some work done in your house because you've had a leak and it has, you know, destroyed a lot of the drywall or something like that, uh, they can handle all of that. They can even handle putting gutters and windows on your home. They're really a one-stop shop, P.I. roofiness. But I talk about roofing the most because that's what they've done for over 20 years. Uh, Joel started his business as uh, the roof leak detective. And he used to drive in his pickup truck around through neighborhoods. And just by looking at the roofs, he could tell which roofs had problems. And he'd go up and talk to the owner of the house and say, you want me to fix the, the leaks because I know you got leaks. And they'd say, yes. And uh, that's the way PI roofing was born. And it has grown into something huge. Now they do work all over the state. They do residential, they do uh, commercial as well. Give them a call. 707-3551, 707-3551. They're the only people I'll let walk on my roof and work on it. I'll tell you that much. And that is PI roofing. We're back. It's the Dave Ellswick show. And, uh, it's just a, this is a really big 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 uh uh court case that just went down and I've been stunned. I shouldn't be, but I have been stunned. I don't I know it's not been really on much of the of the uh, news uh websites here locally. They really not covered this and this is it's a huge deal. <clears throat> I, should, <coughs> I mean, they of went, course, it was they, in the newspaper. They went, they went off their rockers about Fox, of course, because you they're know. in favor of it. Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. they, they, he, he said injunction, yeah, stop, yeah. Right? Now, they thought that. I just, I'm just telling you, this is when you see that news organizations have their own agendas. Yeah. Well, Fox, uh, um, in a
1: case that Chris and I have worked on, issued. Literally, the worst ruling, actually, before Chris got into the case, uh, that I have seen in my 30 years of practice, uh, Chris and I today, uh, today, this week, had a ruling in a case that we're handling that was – was only the third worst ruling that I've seen. Best, <laughs>
4: Best ruling ever.
1: Yeah, the no, th- third worst I've ever seen in my Can we mutually
4: agree that it was not a oh, good ruling?
1: Oh, my gosh, that's a little hint <laughs> to the language that w- it was involved in the dispute. Uh, and actually, uh, we filed last night a we motion did. for reconsideration. So we're I hoping did. it's a new judge, and we're hoping she... Um, <clears throat> Um, it, you know what you say to the kid who gets the the uh, C minus in class? We got a lot of upside potential. Yeah, right. So uh, we're all ho- like this from the professor. That's good. Right. Well, this we're, is a compliment. Yeah, we're hoping for the upside potential. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll discuss it some more as the case goes forward. Uh, needless to say,
4: well, it's interesting how the two two uh, rulings in the mask mandates. Yes, so the judges it. can make things say what they want them to say, right? To be clear, to be clear, uh, what Chris
1: is saying, yeah. and I know you are, is that even though language, almost invariably, but not always, uh, is pretty straightforward, Yeah. Uh, politics enters the area, and judges say, well, I like this outcome, so this language means what I want it to mean, right. even though, when you read it, and by the way, folks, when you pick up something and read it, and you say, well, that language is pretty clear, that's the way judges are supposed to read it. There's no secret sauce between, behind how judges are supposed to read it. They're That's supposed right. to use common language That's right. and common understanding to read common uh, uh, statutes. You know, it it's
4: it like some of these liberal judges that have been um, nominated to these federal benches. Uh, I heard uh, Senator Cotton uh, asking one of the ladies uh, about a ruling she had made, which was overturned. It was a terrible ruling. And she said, Senator Cotton. Uh, the facts as they were before me were X, Y, and Z. And my opinion was 233 pages. And I was like, what? And of course, Senator Cotton had a list there to ask. It took her 233 pages to explain a wrong answer. You know, in other words, she got it wrong, yeah. and she wrote out <laughs> her wrong opinion
1: in 233 pages. And I worked for a federal judge uh, at the appellate level. And one of his goals was make, to make sure that his opinions were concise. If you write an opinion that's 233 <laughs> pages, wrong. it's not guaranteed to be wrong, <laughs> but it's a lot on that side of the scale, baby, I'll tell you that.
2: Yeah, because usually when you write long mischiefs like that, yeah. you're trying to cover up with as much... Dog poo as you can. That's right. Of what you said. <laughs>
1: well, that's a lot of lipstick on that's that a, pig. The
2: well, yeah. you know,
4: Supreme Court called her a trailblazer. She's a trailblazer. <laughs> Does that mean she she lit the law on fire? Is she that what you mean out, by blazer? she took out the machete was chopping new law? We're going this way. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Supreme Court said. Okay. Nope.
2: So anyway, we we're in a situation. We've got a decision now up yeah. in Northwest Arkansas saying that. The school board cannot just say mask mandate brilliant. I mean that's, that's I think best, it's a great decision. That's the way I can put it. Uh, that's correct. It's it's going to be challenged I'm sure. Of course. I I would never I would I would probably be, you know, heartbroken if the left wouldn't come up with some more stupidity, but uh, they they will try to do what they can because you were explaining you got Fox out there now. And then you got this this lady, and she's up in Northwestern. There's somewhat of a nuance
4: on on the rulings. It's kind of a the way I'm trying to understand it is the governor has said... He's the the one who can
2: do it. Nobody else can do it. That's That's it. Right. There you go. I mean, she says, that's the law. That's what the Constitution says. That's right. Thank you. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's concise. That's right.
1: right. Now, you got 230 two and a half pages left, Dave, to give your opinion.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Pretty much summed it up. What was there. the
2: font size for that? Yeah, exactly. Like a letter yeah. per page?
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> see, spot, run. Next page. <laughs> Ru- spot runs fast. Next page.
4: Hey, some yeah. of these judges could make you think a stop sign doesn't say stop. Exactly. Exactly. It you means- ever see
1: those signs when you come to a four-way and it says stop, and then underneath it, it says all way? So does that that means you have to stop there all the way, and the others you can just roll through? Yeah. No, that's a liberal interpretation. You see the difference between a conservative and a liberal is a conservative says that's a stop sign, liberal says, well, it says stop and all way, that means you can roll through.
2: Worst sign out <laughs> is the yield sign.
1: Yeah. Why is that the
2: worst one? No, because it's it's your decision. I mean, do you, right. are, are you going to yield or not? I well, see. You, well, look you're getting on the expressway you're supposed to yield to the people who are already in the traffic supposedly mm-hmm. but that's also supposedly good manners to be if you're in the inside lane to move over and let the person go ahead and you know move, move right into on I that Dave,
4: there's a there's a location getting on the highway from here to conway and there's a stop sign if you go straight uh, but there's a yield if you turn right so do I yield to the on to the oncoming traffic that's turning? Or are they supposed to yield to me because that's I've what got I'm
2: like saying, a, yeah? Just, it makes it confusing. It does. But and by
4: I, the way, Conway doesn't have
1: any stop signs. It's all about, <laughs> it's all a bunch of roundabouts. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think the the whatever the local legislature there is called, they're a bunch of roundabouts. Put put in a corner. Put in a sign.
2: I think that they're going to end up. Designating the the rock band Yes mm-hmm. as the uh, band of Conway. Yeah, yeah. Because there is no that. stop.
1: Well, maybe, maybe there's such a bunch of lefties. They're afraid to give a no.
2: They have one of the great songs of all time, "Roundabout." Yeah. Oh, I didn't That's know that. I didn't get the yeah. reference. Oh, they're fantastic. I really, like it. They were very good. I like that prog rock stuff. Oh, Dave,
4: I, I got to tell you a secret. I I got out your your intro song ACDC. I said I'm gonna yeah. learn this. I'm gonna play it for Dave. It's one of the hardest rock <laughs> riffs across the board. Like this is the hardest rock riff to learn. And not for Angus, it oh, wasn't. Man, <laughs> and, I, I think talking was about Ang- trying to play it fast. No way.
1: I was on the fencing team at Penn, and apparently Angus was in the room and offered backstage passes to everybody. Who wanted to go to a concert that he was pl- they were playing, nice. and I was. On, someone said, "You want to go see ACDC?" And I was like, "We, we got a break." Yeah, okay. Tell, finish it, it up when
2: we come back. Yep. Let's get to the news, and then we'll come back. This this decision about mask mandates is a huge one. We'll talk more about it in a moment. All right, twenty five minutes until uh, seven o'clock, and it's the Dave Ellswick Show. Chris Corbett is here. He is a practicing attorney. He lives out in Conway. Uh, if it has anything to do with freedom, you know that Chris is somewhere in the mix. Also uh, uh, with us today, Robert Steinbach. Robert is a law professor, Bowen School of Law, and uh, his opinions are his and his alone, and not necessarily those of the school or uh, or the school they are affiliated with. Though if they were smart they would get right behind him and and join him in his opinions that's right but it is the way it is so uh, they had an interesting in virginia they had a big big meeting and a woman stood up and got a standing ovation for like 10 minutes in her speech and It's funny that some people say something and people go absolutely nuts. And I've been saying it for several years now. And people go, are you crazy? (laughs) You know, why would you want to do that? You're you're, you're saying all the teachers are bad teachers. Here's what she said. She said, now that the DOJ has found that parents are domestic terrorists, they're not listening. They don't listen to the emails we send them. They don't listen to the texts that we send them. They don't listen to us when we show up at their meetings. Uh, they 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 down talk to you and and all kinds of stuff. Uh, the final solution here uh, is that parents are going to just have to say enough of this and pull your kids out of public schools. Yeah. And I've I've been saying yeah. <clears> this. <throat> And, and I know there's, there's a lot of good teachers out there, but if you're going along with the people at the top, and they're telling you, you need to teach this, and you need to teach it this way, right. and it's false, you need to get out. I'm just telling you, you need to get out. Well, and you're right on it, Dave. They've, the DOJ
4: issued that. Oh, no, That's it was actually scary. from the Attorney General. The, yeah. the, 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 the one-page memo that I think you're talking about is where they're going to enlist federal agents. The FBI. Yes, the FBI to watch Parents. Uh, public school board meetings as a threat to chill their speech. Talk about a, a threat. And they're going to use the law to enforce um, uh, peace. They're they're saying that we're doing it to enforce peace. But they're there to arrest you if you do something stupid. Listen to me. Excuse me. Not if you do something stupid.
1: If you you voice your opinion. If you challenge them. How is this not... Rob, it's outrageous. uh, How is this not re-education camp of Cambodia? How is this not the
2: Gestapo of the Nazi regime? This is 1984, folks. Oh, man. Well I mean, you know, they'll say no because you're you're saying all this, we'll bring in the police and arrest you because we believe in peace. Oh man. Well that's
1: what the communists did. That's what yep. the Soviets did. Yep. If you didn't agree with them, you were upsetting the good order of all people. Remember, of course, I say mockingly right. that the Soviets was run by the people. So if you're
4: <laughs> objecting
1: you're objecting to the people.
4: I'm telling you, it was that. And then and it was Senator Cotton. It was uh, uh, Senator Josh Hawley out of Missouri. Yep. They were lighting these um, uh, licensed attorneys up about, what are you doing? What does this mean? What are you going to do in
2: this school board? Well, you know, the other thing that worried me is, did you hear what they said that they're going to use? No, I didn't hear this. Against blood? the parents the patriot act
4: oh man so now they're going to get their they're going to get into their phones they're going to see their facebook posts you got it right uh their right. emails and chris Ooh. i know
2: you well enough i i didn't know you at that time Ooh. but i fought against the patriot act i said this this is a huge mistake yeah i mean i love tom cotton right he and i are buddies all right yeah. but i will tell you he is wrong uh, on all of this, you're
4: right, and especially because of those hidden warrants, this, these, the FISA court, and all that. Well, they've been proven now. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the the original thrust of it was to go out and be able to um, search for
2: uh, terrorists, uh, non-domestic terrorists, right? But that's not what. Yeah, happened. Yeah, just so you know, it always expands. Yeah. It always. Exp- what What did Jefferson say? The yeah. propensity of government is to. Grow, not anthropy Grow. Yeah, that's right. And that's what's happening now. Well, and you see it
4: in all that where the, where the works. Can this prism um, uh, plan they had this pl- where they where they duplicate everything on the internet? Literally, they got with the big tech companies, AT and T and Verizon, and they put that little. I mean, it's literally a crystal, um, uh, some sort of program that everything that comes through the internet is duplicated and stored. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then you had then you had guys that objected to it. I mean, one of them's. He's out in Snowden. He's out in Russia now, right? He's like, hey, this ain't right. And um, came out, and I don't know how he made his decision, but that was an extension of the Patriot Act, right? Yep. it, It blew him up. He's like, I can't do this anymore.
2: We've had plenty of whistleblowers. Just recently, over the last few days, we've had a whistleblower out of Facebook. Yes. They have known that Facebook is detrimental to young people for years. Yeah, they have. And they continue They're to just push it because they want to make the money. That's, That's right. what it came down to. And part of the problem with that whole thing is, unless you're deep into fa- into Facebook uh, and you're some kind of super hacker, right? I don't have a clue how that all works. Oh, Dave, it's it's pernicious. The way that
4: they do that, the way. Uh, here's, here it is in a nutshell, <clears throat> in, two minutes, in one, 30 seconds, right? right? They've got these algorithms that, that see how many people... Need, you don't
2: need 300 pages, right? Yeah, exactly.
4: Okay. How All right. They, they, they know what people click on the most, and it's stuff that incites um, a feeling in people, right? And they know it does because they, they know how long you've looked at it, and they know how long you clicked on it, right? Right. Click, click, and whether you're scrolling past it. The ones that get the most click, they put that on your news feed. And then what's and so keeps per- you around? Yeah, what's so pernicious about it is if you type in from what I, I listened to Francis Hoggan, very well educated lady, engineering background with an MBA from Harvard. She figured out that if you went there as a teenager to look for a healthy recipe, you're you're essentially driven to a uh, anorexia site. What they promoted anorexia literally. You went there to find information about a healthy recipe, and within uh, minutes or, or so many. T- so many minutes or uh, hours of scrolling through it, you're, you come to a website or a post that promotes anorexia.
2: Somebody, probably probably with a sidebar of bulimia.
4: Well, yeah. And then, of course, somebody's looking for healthy recipes. In their psyche, they're looking at, their, they're worried about their body. They want to sure. eat some healthy. And then, man, it's these algorithms are powerful because it does not take human interaction. So these programs are dictating what gets thrown up there. And then essentially they're right on. Can, can, can Facebook incite violence? Yeah, it can.
1: Oh, by the way, they, they claim that Trump incited violence on January 6th uh, because the liberals decide what is free speech and what's not.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: W- w- where are they? Where are they when it comes to their lefty Facebook? Where are they?
4: Yeah. Yeah. This is how the old, I mean, this is not public shaming and all that. There's another, there's another, um, Side to this about public shaming is 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 not new, right? Um, bringing out folks in town in the in the old English towns and throwing le- uh, rotten heads of lettuce at folks. The, the public put them shaming. in the
2: stocks. Yeah, yeah,
4: exactly. That's it. The stocks. And uh, so now it happens digitally, right? They put them in the sure. stocks. Sure. Um. You know, they castigated the guy that
2: bought. And that's 000. even worse. Think about that, because. Yeah. In the stocks, you at least could see the person who was throwing the rotten tomato They're at you. They're
4: human. Oh my gosh, Dave, you're right on it. You don't. When you're, you're, somehow your brain doesn't realize when you're you you are a Twitter tough guy, and you, there's a human back there behind that. that may read that and be really upset about it. Yep. But you're right. You get to see an emotion on someone's face. You I've gotten little...
2: where I I don't post. I don't get into long right. You know dissertations with people. I, I just I don't mm-hmm. find that they. They uh, do much to right. change well, anybody's well, minds. Well,
4: ten years ago, Twitter was a an idea of free, you know, a place of free ideas and not public. No, media. it was rating
2: girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it was. So yeah, that's what it was all about. At the fur at first at a college. What right. college were they at? Was I it Harvard yet. or Columbia or whatever? Yeah, one of the East Coast ones. And they were they'd put it was kind of like a, a new version of uh, what's that? Uh, that uh, app they got where, you know, the, the girls' pictures come up, the guys' pictures come in. Oh, just, Tinder. Yeah, Tinder. That's so kind of yeah, what it was. Why do, you, why do the
1: two of you... Know so well about that. Okay. So I'm just
2: curious.
4: Hey, you've been a single. I've read the book and, the I watched the so- oh, yeah. and I watch it. Did you that?
2: And I watched the social network.
4: Good luck! <laughs> <laughs> the social that's right. Anyway, uh, that's what it news, was started
2: baby. off with. It's, it always <laughs> usually starts off with sex. I'm, what yeah. can I tell you?
4: Well, I just grabbed my buddy's phone and I swiped right about 10 times. Bam, 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 bam. He said, What are you doing? <laughs>
2: yeah what you didn't stop on any of them no i just wiped everything yeah. he's like give that back to me yeah because now they're all going to be coming over to me and talking that's to right. me i don't want that that's right don't want that to happen. all right quarter to seven here on dave else show see all of this and this is the thing that i've been really harping on the last couple of years it's all tied together the yes. big tech companies but and, and mass mandates are the same, the same doggone thing. same thing. They use those same type of techniques. Power. Control. The, the people that are trying to scare you constantly about COVID-19, and I'm not saying that it's not bad. I'm not saying that it can't kill people. I've had three members of my own family who have died in the last it's year tragic, from COVID. Tragic. The bottom line is this. It's not as bad as what they're saying.
1: Right. Let's be clear, Dave. Everyone in this room has been vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, And we... uh, And also boosted. Yeah. Um, And we support uh, taking the vaccine as an individual choice. That's correct. We think it is a sound decision, the same way we think, say, not smoking is a smarter thing as compared to smoking. By the way, many of my friends who smoke agree with that statement. But in the end of the day, we also believe that you get to make the decision about your life. And I was having a discussion with my colleague and good friend, as you know, and guest, often guest of this show, Josh Silverstein, who uh-huh. wrote a very nice op-ed in the Dem Gaz. If you haven't read it, go read it. You'll disagree with it, but he's a smart guy. And he says, well, I think we need to mandate vaccines or allow companies to mandate vaccines, to be clear, uh, because of the safety of the other employees. I said, wait, wait. The other employee who has been vaccinated and who's masked up needs further protection by mandating that the other party gets a vaccine. What's the change? What's the delta in the likelihood of that someone who's masked up and vaccinated is going to catch COVID uh, from being in a vaccinated environment to an unvaccinated environment? Nobody has even the answer, but I bet you it's small.
2: But I will tell you this. I, I struggle with companies doing vaccinations mandatory oh yeah because i believe in personal freedom right but i also believe in the freedom of the man or woman or people who started a company to have their own rules. Let me let me address that, if I may, Dave, because I think that's a, a
1: perfect dichotomy, and conservatives generally say that business can do what they want within their business. Now, of course, that's limited. Businesses can't say no Jews allowed, no blacks allowed. That's correct. So let's first recognize that businesses are not free, notwithstanding what the guy from Tyson's and the guy from uh, the chamber said, essentially, when we well, heard them testify, right, Chris? I mean, these guys were out on a limb. <laughs> yeah, they uh, were. Right? But Team. Team. Yeah, team. But more importantly, I think that companies should be able to regulate behavior within the business. But they shouldn't be able to tell you to go home and eat broccoli. And I think forcing you to take a vaccine outside the business, that's more like eating broccoli than making sure that you wear a shirt and shoes inside the business.
2: Well, if you own the business, I believe that they can say, if you do that, we don't want you on our team.
1: Well, that's the question, right? I mean, how much can they regulate? You know, can they say you don't go to church on Sunday? We don't want you on our team. Can they say you associate with Jews or blacks? We don't want you on our team, right? So there's a limit, and I it's my personal belief, consistent by the way, with some of the bills that have been now proposed by good people like Bob Ballinger that say, "Hey,
2: yeah, Kim Hammer, another Kim
1: Hammer, our good friend Dan Sullivan, uh, maybe a co-sponsor, our good friend." Let's uh, say, look, the stuff that you do outside the business, like whether you get vaccinated or not, that's your business, not the business's business.
2: All right, we're going to take a break. Got a lot of time. We'll get Chris's thought on this. Yeah, no. I can see, I can see the the wheels turning <laughs> in his head. And that's all, smoke. And the I was just going to say, there's smoke they're, they're, coming along They're, they're with
1: not it. lubricated. There <laughs> ain't no rollouts, and they stop.
2: <laughs> all right, uh, if you're concerned about our out of control government spending that's going on. Uh, Soaring inflation, political unrest, uh, rapid decline of the U.S. dollar. Uh, There's a lot of Americans that, because they're concerned about all that, are investing in silver and gold to protect their nest egg. Uh, And uh, David Lucas Financial uh, has the answer for you, as they normally have answers for you. Don't let 1970s-style inflation destroy your retirement. Learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets, IRA, 401k, and hard-earned savings by calling 501-222-3315. Uh, they work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So if you get to, you get your direct prices directly from a dealer that you can trust. To uh, learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment uh, Advisor. All right, let's continue on. we got about seven minutes. All right, let's go to you, Mr. Chris Corbett. We're talking about the, the this is... How, did, how is it that you put it, Steinbach? You talk about Brilliantly? Yeah. It's always done brilliantly. <laughs> oh my but uh, what I'm I'm thinking is the tension, the tension here between the rights of a business right. and the rights of the individual. Yeah. Now, the rights of a business had, was expanded hugely when the Supreme Court decided that it had the same rights as an individual. Regarding free speech. Yeah. Yes. So now, you know where do we go from here, so to speak. So, well, I'll turn it over yeah. to you now, Chris. Yeah.
4: So what you're what you're talking about is where do you draw the line of a business owner being able to make decisions about his business, right? Versus the government being to restrict it, and and that line to me is okay. First, you've got um, or most of you've got to understand that there are government restrictions that do impact safety. For example. Uh, the speed limit on the highway right we have a we have speed limits on the highway uh now does that impose that does that impact my personal freedom yes yeah that's right (laughs) i want to go i want to go 85 miles an hour get out of the left lane that's right and so if i break that that doesn't mean i can't get on the highway that doesn't mean uh and and they make that analogy to i can't go work for you but you also uh the restrictions have to be limited yeah so yeah uh the, this gets into the health care can, can you mandate that you have to have health care? and uh, so what the what the federal government's going to do is tie it to some sort of uh, incentive right? And that's where the mask mandate is in my personal opinion has overstepped it um, and now now they're going into the big tech like kind like big tech big companies do the companies have the power? to dictate that you get a vaccine based on safety, like a speed limit or a helmet law or a seatbelt law. And the answer is no, you can't do that. You cannot give these these companies this power to mandate
2: a vaccine. But this is where we're at right now, yep. and this is where they're going to have to get it into the courts, and we're going yeah. to have to hammer it out. That's, right. The tension between these two things are going to have to be debated. Yeah. And laws are going to have to be drafted.
4: And I think one was just where well, there's one pending or one got voted there. You can opt out. There's provisions for opt out based on health, safety, welfare, religion, right? And um, so the, the 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 founding fathers they put these things into place for a reason. You know, they it, it, we've been here and done this. It doesn't mean that you know the the internet. Uh, um, can't be regulated, like Facebook, free speech. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. That's against the law. Someone's going to die. You can't post false, bigoted stuff on Facebook and hurt somebody.
2: No, I would stop there and say you can post bigoted stuff if you want to. Because some people are just ignorant, all right? I mean, that's I, right, I, I understand you, that. Can you
4: pay the de- – are you going to have to pay the consequences? That's right. And, and Rob and I are going to do that with defamation, libel, slander. The laws are on the books. If You post something false about somebody, be prepared to pay the consequences.
2: See, that's something that has to be addressed as well. Yeah. Well, Eng- now, England is much more yeah. uh, hard-line on – what you can and cannot say about people. Right, right.
4: Well, there, we already have laws in place to handle that. Now, what's interesting is where this is going is with the Digital Millennium Copyright Act in Section 230, right, is whether Facebook and these websites will be liable for what's posted on there. Right now, they're not.
2: Yeah, they're trying to keep that from happening, but they're a right. publisher now. They are not just a... They're
4: editing. Yeah. See, the law is
1: there. You if, go. if you just... Uh, have a a, a a hosting site Like there used to be 30 years 20 years ago These chat boards Whatever yeah. they're called Well then you're not liable For what other people say But now they're editing Oh President Trump can't say right. this So and so can't say With that With algorithms <coughs> And persons yeah. And so once you're editing Well you're like a newspaper And guess who gets to it all the time For, for defamation Newspapers mm-hmm. Because they own it They write in it Or they approve in it and same thing with the Facebook, and that's why 230, that's the law, needs to be repealed.
2: Yep, and I agree with that. If not repealed, it has to be rewritten drastically and put in as uh, 230A.
4: It's immunity. It's kind of <laughs> like qualified immunity. Hey, those federal agents that are showing up at school boards, they got immunity. They can pull out a gun, and and they're going to be immune. I just read some case law on that. Really? There's a, there's a case coming up, Supreme Court, Homeland Security agent. Drew down on a guy that was trying to get some video footage. Uh, pulled the trigger, and it clicked. No. And yeah, it's an interesting. The Institute for Justice has it. All
2: right. We'll be back after the news at the top of the hour. Bill O'Reilly will join us in the second hour when we get back at the bottom. Uh, Matt Smith is going to be with me a little later on uh, about 735, and we're going to talk about the new Bond movie. and about some. This is what one of the best Octobers of moviedom around in a long time. All that's coming your way in a moment on the Dave Ellsworth Show. Get back on the Dave Ellswick show. And in this half hour, I want to talk about two things. One, to make sure that you have at least a, 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 a kind of a feel that you're succeeding will make everybody else look like they're not ex- succeeding.
1: No, we all equal in every way, yeah, Dave. Don't yeah, you know, think? We're
2: going to talk about this about New York schools. And the other thing is the, uh, the debt ceiling. Uh, vote that happened where 11 republicans voted with the democrats so that the debt ceiling is good until uh uh, december and uh, for all of you who are wondering no bozeman or cotton did not vote to raise the debt ceiling Uh, in fact they've both spoken out that uh they these other republicans did it you know it was people like what Portman from Ohio and stuff like that. Thune, who's part of the leadership team. And... Did McConnell vote for it? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. And the people who, you know, are in lockstep with him are going to do it because they want to stay on his team. That's the way it always works. But we'll talk about it in a moment. Right now, though, in New York City, I, I always say things like, I can't believe it. But, yes, I can now. I believe anything now that happens because things that i thought would never happen for instance a boy being told that they can go in and use the girl's locker room for sports or uh to take a leak or whatever and and now it's like well they think they're a girl so we'll just let them go in what happens when they think that they're a gorilla what do we do do we have to give them bananas i'm just i'm just asking (laughs) Just, I think the whole idea is bananas. Yeah, inquiring minds want to know. So let's turn it over to you, Robert. Talk a little bit about what they've done in New York City.
1: New York City, under our good friend Bill de Blah Blah Blasio, just <laughs> announced that they're doing away with a gifted and talented program in their schools. In fact, they have, th- I think, four well-known magnet-type gifted and talented schools. Bronx School of Science, Stuyvesant and two others whose names I, I don't recall offhand, and they're just going to do away with the notion of gifted and talented. You see, because some people don't get into gifted and talented. Really?
2: That's the whole And part. it hurts, their, it hurts feelings. their feelings.
1: So you see, this is all part of this leftist equity mo- movement yeah. where everybody is the same. And there's an old short story called Harrison Bergeron, and that story ta- is about a dystopian future in which – Everybody's equal. Well, if everybody's equal, you have to have the department of equal people or whatever the words are in the story. And the way we make everybody equal is you can't make the slow runner fast. You can't make the weak person (laughs) strong. So you make the fast person slow and the strong person weak. And so the strong people have to carry around bags of sand. Because that offsets their strength. And the smart people have to wear helmets with buzzing noises going off in their heads. You know, I have that built in because I have the many voices in my head. So that confuses me sufficiently. <clears throat> but whatever the case may be. And so here, well, if you're gifted, if you're talented, well, no such thing. That don't exist, you see. And so what they, well, everybody is the same. Everybody's gonna to go to the same classes and then you know, we'll have a little bit of enrichment programs. We'll pull you out for half an hour. Oh yeah, that, that, that's real. How in the
4: heck does it get to this point? What let's let's promote mediocrity. That's it. Aim let's. for mediocrity
1: and hope to achieve it, baby. That's oh, our goal. That's the democratic goal. That's the leftist goal. This is why not China will beat us, this yeah. is why China has beaten us. Yeah. Right? Because China says, "Okay, you're good in math, then you study math. Uh, you, you're good in arts, then you study
2: arts." But here's something else they do: You're really good in math, so we're going to put you over here with but, other people that are really exactly. good in math. That's and right. oh yeah, you don't make it. Sorry, work harder. That's right.
1: Or go into something else that you will do well. That's yeah. it, right? It's uh, there was a there's a uh, a woman. Uh, an administrator at my school who had a good phrase. I thought I mean that where we were talking about some students who don't do well in law school, and and it was a euphemism, but it still brought out a good point. Let us help you find where you'll be successful outside of the law, or words to that effect. Right, you know. Let us f- help you find your passion because right. the law ain't it. Yeah, that's right. Not Uh, everybody makes for a good lawyer. It doesn't mean they can't make for something else. That's that's why all lawyers
2: aren't out there making big bucks.
1: Well, and I I, I make a joke often uh, at school. I say to law students, I say, you're here because you don't like math or blood. Right, because if you like math, you go to engineering school. If you like blood, you go to medical school. So you're here because you don't like either one of them. That's right? funny. But that's the point. And like, if
2: you're not good in any of them, my, you go into politics.
1: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's or, funny. or you go on the radio.
2: Yeah, or you <laughs> go on the radio. That, my, that, that's true. You did that's not true work that in. Oh, well. well. I worked it in, baby. You did a good job. You know, good what, job. You
4: know what, brings, uh, what makes me think about it is when, when I was growing up and playing tennis, the only way I got better in tennis is played somebody better than me. Exactly. And if these folks, if you start, if you're able to pick and choose some gifted and talented and they want to apply, they're around other smart people. But here's a great and they analogy. They got to step it up. Here's a great analogy on that.
1: But if you ever play tennis with a super um, fast, a uh, very fast server who aces you each time, well, you don't get any practice, right? That Good means when point. the ball flies by you and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. you can't even respond. And so if they do away with gifted and talented, uh, no What's more going? aces. No more aces, right? Because they're not going to let those who are really gifted and talented uh, go at their high speed when you got to keep up with the remainder of the class. That well, isn't. You
2: know, this has been going on forever. That's For, right, and especially in sports. I remember Tom May. He was a great high school girls basketball coach, and he got he went and played Griffith High School, which was uh, one of the schools in my area. Uh, he was at Crown Point. And he worked with his girls, and they could probably beat a lot of boys' teams. And they they played Griffith and beat them ninety nine to two. Oh my god, ninety nine to two. Are you serious? Yeah, and Ugh. they and, just. And the started, question
1: is, who gave up the two points? Yeah, yeah.
2: But here was the question: the question was all of the people that came to the uh, defense of the girls that got their butts whacked. Yeah. You know, And they said, that doesn't teach the children anything to, to make them lose 99 to 2. And, and Tom said, look, I put in my third string, my worst players. Am I supposed to tell them they practiced all week long, they put in the calisthenics, they did everything every other stu- uh, kid did, am I supposed to tell them, okay, you go out there, you don't shoot and try to score?
1: Yeah, no, the and he did the right thing, which is when you start running up the board, you start putting in the second string, yeah, third string. Sure,
2: you don't need them, right? And, uh, but that's you know what you know what his final thing was. The person, well, what are we supposed to do with something like this? That's he right. says they got to get better. Get,
1: that's yeah, right. <laughs> get the earphones on with the buzzing noises. Start carrying the sandbags. We
2: all equal now, baby. Yeah, you know, I mean that that was back in the very early eighties. So this type of thought it goes on now. You go to a high school football game yep. and one team is kicking the butt of the other team, what do mm-hmm. they do? They continually run the clock. It doesn't stop. It keeps it's called the slaughter clock. Yeah. That's so right. that you don't get beat too bad. I see. You know what? If you're getting beat that bad, get better. There was there was some that's right. um
1: program when I was in high school that they wanted to essentially do something similar they unified that one test group and they unified all the classes and i wound up initially going to class and, and it, it was clearly not the i was in what was called advanced back then the advanced track and i was like and the teacher said well there's no more in this class advanced or whatever the other categories are we're all mixed together and we're going to work together i went home and i told my mother about it and she the next day she called the school and she said yeah uh, my son doesn't need to be an experiment so go put him in his regular class. And, and they did.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I that? bet you get yeah. a lot of other calls about that.
1: Who knows? But you, you know what I ain't? I, I, I'm not sitting in a Petri dish.
2: Uh, I'm learning. But now, if you called the school and right. said, doggone it, put my child back in their classroom, that's yeah. the FBI. Yeah, oh, say, uh, Dave, well, that's right. You hear you know me? What I mean, that's what we're talking oh, about no. here. We did away with that class, you see.
1: That class doesn't. Well, I don't know where that it class came is from. not Where's in the Where's the vernacular. history
4: of this? Where's Blah, Blah, Blasio come up with this idea? And it's echo chamber. Hey, he lived hey. in a communist family. Oh, man.
1: It's equity, baby. Get with it.
2: He reads all that crap.
4: It's, wo- it's wokeness. The I'm problem just telling you. Those crazy ideas, they percolate across the country, right? The, no, no. They have percolated.
2: Uh-huh. they are yeah. done. Not they're only, everywhere amongst us. Not the only left. have they percolated, but they've poured cups of that stuff on the desks of every student in america uh, th-
1: no no this is a coffee enema is what it is yeah. they're <laughs> shooting it up both holes oh man all
2: right we gotta take a break i gotta talk to you about pat davis because it's getting to be that time you gotta get your health insurance taken care of you know because uncle sugar says you have to so uh i want you to call pat davis and uh work with him uh, and talk to him and tell him how many people are in your family and things of that nature and how much you're paying for your health insurance now. And I'm going to tell you about 99% of the time that he can lower your costs. He can lower, and I know he's lowered prices up to 50%, but 30 to 50%. uh, It's actual insurance, not a share plan. You can choose any provider in the nation. There are no copays. If there's excess money hanging out there, don't go to the, the insurance company They write a check and they send it to you. It goes to you, the client, instead of the insurance company. So call Pat Davis and talk to him or one of his associates. 501-605-6935 or yourhealthplanman.com on the internet. All right, last segment with uh, Robert Steinbach and Chris Corbett. Robert is a law professor at uh, Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone and do not necessarily reflect that of the school of law. Uh, Corbett, he's a practicing attorney. He's out there pounding the pavement every day, trying to help people.
4: We're making them make decisions. Yeah. That's right.
2: Trying to help people keep their freedoms going and doing doing right things. You know what happened today in 1850? Uh, what was it? 1870. Lay it right? on me, Dave. Chicago fire. Whoa. And they talk about that being such a big, 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 big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, about somewhere between 200 and 300 people died, and that was considered a yeah. a huge thing.
4: I've read a little bit about that, how the buildings yeah. were so close to each other. Yeah, they just, well, they and they were. just, they just kept were, burning.
2: There was no codes back yeah, then. Yep, there, okay. you,
4: there, there you go. There, you right. know, we
2: got firewalls now and all kinds uh-huh. of stuff to keep anything like that happen again. But anyway, kind of interesting that that happened today in eighteen seventy. One. it It's been a while. It's been oh. a while. We. It's always,
4: amazing we got to where we are
2: today. You know how you know how it happened, right? Nope. What happened? You, know, you don't Boy remember. Candles. You don't remember Mrs. O'Leary's cow? You know, no. You don't, you don't remember that story? No. Yeah. They, they the cow kicked over the lantern. Oh. And the lantern fell in a bunch of hay, oh. and it started a fire, and they couldn't get it out, and it kept spreading. Whoa. It was not a good time to be in Chicago. We just need a
4: little cream for our coffee.
2: Yeah, you go to Chicago. It's coffee's now, fault. Go to old Chicago. That's a cool place. Oh, you nice. see, kind of the way the cobblestone streets and all of that kind yeah. of stuff. Plus, you can have some of the best deep dish pizza you have ever laid your, oh, your lips man, on. Man, made my mouth running some pizza now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Last night, while many people were sleeping or you know maybe watching the uh, baseball playoffs or like me going and seeing uh, the James Bond movie, uh, 11 Republicans joined with the uh, uh, Democrats and raised the debt ceiling until uh, December. So we, yeah. they can keep spending money uh, and sending checks out to pay the bills of the United States. But they got to get it done again. they got they got to come to an agreement again in December forget what the day is. Because that's when, uh, if you don't do it, then the government, as we know it, would come to a screeching halt. And, uh, you know, a lot of this has to do with the uh, Democrats wanting to use reconciliation to try to get Biden's, you know, great plan of infrastructure, social uh, infrastructure passed and everything without any Republican votes. So that's yeah. that's what's 3.5 going on. Three point five
4: trillion. Where are they at now?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, the, this would allow them to get the three point five trillion through, but you got to remember all the trillion dollars they already just spent here just recently. Right. When you look at it all, it's almost seven trillion dollars. Whoa! The whole thing, so like seven trillion, and and look, you got to pay the piper some sooner or later. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be later. We won't be doing it because look. You don't want to suddenly make the people today pay those taxes because if you're making them pay the taxes, they'll hold you out of office. That's right. So you pass the buck down the road and not to just the children Uh and not to just the grandchildren. But now we're passing it down to our great-grandchildren cuz you got to pay it back. Dave, it's not sustainable. No, of course it's, a, it's not. It's a, there's a problem here. But, but, but money becomes becomes nothing when it is nothing. There's nothing backing up the dollar except that people believe it's worth a dollar. Right. I mean, that's Nixon did that to us. That was oh, back yeah. in 1971. Oh, yeah. I still remember it, <clears throat> all right? Cuz I was alive. All right, and I remember him on television. I've read about that stuff. You had to turn your gold in. Yeah,
4: wasn't it? Didn't it, Didn't the government come out and say they, turn your gold yeah, in? They, or they f- suffer to, a crime I mean, you're you're a criminal if you didn't turn your gold. Now in.
2: I don't remember that. Yeah. But it I, was it was certain
4: coins.
2: Yeah. Oh. Made, and the other thing that uh, you know Nixon said is he stood and did a press conference, and he said, and he looked directly into the camera, and he said, "I want you to understand." The, the dollar you have today will be worth a dollar tomorrow and a dollar ten years from now. What a crock. Right. It was a lie. Yeah. It was a lie. Because this is when they fell into the whole thing that money only means what you can convince people it means. Man, you're talking about Bitcoin. Did you see it went over 55,000 yesterday? Did
4: it? Yeah. Wow.
2: And still, it's crazy to me. I'm I still be, can't get
4: my hands around
2: it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I is. haven't I haven't figured it all out either. But I know well Billy Miller is one of the pastors is is does the uh the Bible guys with us. Yeah. And I know he dabbles in it. And he made enough here recently that he's taking his wife on a cruise. Wow, really? Yeah. I get out. I, I need to get him in here and, and have him do a class on the air. Yeah. <laughs> I let hear it. Yeah, how, how to do this, you know? Sounds like shooting the lottery a little bit to me. <laughs> That's just what I'm saying. I just, I don't know how it works. And I'm sure there's other people out there that do and saying, Dave, you better get on the train now or you're going to be left at the station.
4: It. I'll tell you what's interesting to me about it. It's de, it, it takes the banks out of the equation. That's what's interesting. But what's behind it? Man, it's it's, it's real. An uh, unobtainium. I don't know what's behind it
2: now and it's not just bitcoin anymore uh, other people are starting their own you know types of of, of currency see right. that's that's the point here yeah the currency me- means this much if you got people who believe it's worth this right. much right that's all you got to do now people quit thinking it's worth that much it ain't worth nothing yeah so i, I just it's kind Can of I a, sell
4: my house tomorrow for bitcoin <laughs> Can bring me some Bitcoin. You don't
2: have house? to. I'm going to tell you what I I think you both know. I'm I'm working on selling my home, and I'm going to get, have to get really on the on the, the thing now, some uh, on the stick because since October fifth, October mm-hmm. September, right, September fifteenth, the co- uh, the house to my right has sold, and the guy to my left has just put his house up for sale, and he's had people coming buy his house. Every day looking wow. at it. Wow! So the market is still really, really hot. So I'm thinking about getting into it because I've been told that my, you know, I bought the house for 155. I've been told that the house could probably sell for like 241.
4: Yeah, the market's hot.
2: Yeah, but
4: with the what the problem? Where are you going to go buy? Where are you going to live? What are you well, going
2: to do? I'm thinking about buying a trailer and a new truck and. Just, oh, just, man. Just travel.
4: Oh, I've been looking at tra- Airstream. What are you going to get? Yeah, something, Ooh, that's I don't
2: nice. know. It, it'd be something decent, you know. Winnebago? Yeah. Nah, nothing want, like but that. But you
4: want a trailer? You want two
2: transmissions or you want just one? I just want one. Nice. I just want one. Nice. That's the way it's going to work. Okay. Robert, thanks for coming in this morning. It was a quick 90 minutes, Amazing. bro. Amazing. A quick Foo ninety minutes. It. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome for Thank coming you. in. Go, both of you go see. Bond. Always enjoyable. Look, I'm going to see Chris it. and Robert are almost as big a movie fans as I am. But in two weeks, do not miss Dune. I'm telling you, all the stuff I've seen about it, read about it. It's going to be an incredible movie. I'm looking for that too. The spice, yeah, spice ride the sandworm. Yes. All right, Bill O'Reilly's up next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, let's talk about East end towing real quickly here. Uh, when you're out on the road and you got a flat tire or your car breaks down, you want to call somebody you can trust. Uh, you want to talk to somebody who understands the situation that you're in and that's East end towing. Uh, they belong to the Arkansas tow and recovery board. They are licensed and insured, uh, tow operation, uh, Every one of their trucks is permitted. Uh, You know, questions like, you know, what happens after that 911 call that's made? You know, what happens after the state police officer calls dispatch and asks them to dispatch a a, a towing company? It could be anybody. Uh, They just got a, you know, a queue, a line that's got everybody in it. And they just go to the next person and next person, next person. Instead of doing it that way, how about having the phone number in your wallet or in your phone or in your purse for East End towing. And you know that they, no matter the situation, uh, can handle it. And they've got all the answers you you need as far as private property tows, uh, where is your car going or your truck or your boat or your camper. Because all of those things can be towed. So you want to make sure whoever is doing the towing, is doing it right. You want to make sure definitely that they are insured because that protects your automobile while they're transporting it. Uh, Call Easton Towing 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. Don't be looking for a towing company, you know, when something happens. Know where you're going to call and who you're going to use before that something happens. That's East End Towing. All right, Matt Smith with us here now on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's just go uh, Hot Springs VIP Cinema, Riverdale 10, Cabot VIP Cinema, Cersei VIP Cinema, uh, The Oaks up in Batesville is a VIP Cinema as well. And, dude, you've got the number one hottest movie uh, of this season at your theaters uh, right now. It's, of course... Uh, Daniel Craig playing James Bond, his final outing as uh, the great 007, and it's going to be just a huge, huge box office hit.
3: Hey, we've got that on the screen. It's playing at all five locations. It's on two screens everywhere. Uh, You need to come check it out. There's no doubt about it. There are a lot of people that say uh, he is the best Bond ever. He's extremely popular. Uh, if there's any argument, um, you know, they, they throw it back to Sean Connery, number one, and him, number two. But, I mean, the, the popularity and how well that he has handled the character is incredible. And, you know, we've had, uh, I guess, five films with Daniel Craig as Bond, and it's been over a 15-year period of time, and this will be the last one.
2: Yeah, I went and saw it last night, uh, Matt, and i got to tell you, um, it's a fan- it, It's probably the best bond movie but it's it's the best bond movie because it's more than just car chases and fisticuffs and shooting and you know some kind of you know super dude that's got some way of conquering the world or whatever
3: i i, I agree i've loved him in the title role he's definitely going to be some shoes to fill you know in the next couple of years as they start that search for the new 007 Tremendous motion picture. Um, They have uh, the character finally developed. uh, Just a lot of detail there. Really, all the characters in this, um, none of them are shells. And, yes, I agree with you. There's more to it than just the action, the stunts, the special effects. Absolutely.
2: Not to say that they're not there, because they are, because people expect that, that that initial action sequence that goes down in about the first 10 minutes of the movie is incredible
3: you know those have to be there i mean that's just the reality you know you've got to you've got to have those in a bond movie but the fact that the story is done so Mm. well and the characters are done so well really really makes this addition to the To the Bond canon, standout.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna tell everybody: you got to see this. If you don't, uh, you will not get uh, the. You know, I think that this has got more twists and turns and freshness in the story than uh, probably since since Sean Connery, Uh, because Roger Moore. There wasn't a lot of freshness in in those. It was him in Blofeld and. And Spectre and and what whatever now, Specter and Blofeld and that that's still part of the story, but there's so much more that's been built around now, uh, the character uh, that Daniel Craig, uh, you know, made for us to watch on the screen. And I I'm gonna tell you what I it's 168 minutes long. I think I just know this. It didn't seem that long to me. It seemed like 90 minutes at the most.
3: Uh, You didn't want it to end. No. It was that good. I I agree, 100%. Tremendous film. It's great. It's awesome. And then, of course, we have Venom, Let There Be Carnage, PG-13. Number one film at the box office did $91 million last weekend. The biggest opening movie since Star Wars, December of 2019, the second biggest opening movie uh, in the his- <clears throat> in the history of the box office wow. in October. Uh, second biggest October opening ever. Uh, $91 million. Venom, Let There Be Carnage. It's the Venom sequel, PG-13, uh, awesome Marvel Comics Universe movie. Yeah, Don't and that.
2: now that, uh, you know, Sony and, and I guess, Paramount, and marvel are own all owned uh by disney they've got all the characters now and uh when you see that extra scene at the end of the uh venom movie i won't tell you what it is but it just opens up at what everybody who is a, a venom uh lover wanted to see uh
3: well i i agree with that um now Sony is still Sony, Paramount is still Paramount. Yeah. Um so, you know, uh Disney does have part of the Marvel universe, yes, but Sony Pictures Entertainment and Paramount Pictures Entertainment are still stand-alone companies.
2: Okay, well the bottom line is this, if you're if you're Sony and Paramount, don't let the uh, gift horse walk away from you. Accept it. Accept uh You know, Spider Man showing uh, up—you know—cross storylines, and everybody makes a lot of money.
3: Absolutely, and and I I think that's there. Uh, You know, those are real studios making um, good decisions on what they're doing. There's no doubt that uh, that Sony is doing that. There's no doubt that Disney's doing that. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 returning to what it should be, uh, 2019, as we uh, all move to that back to normal. Uh, movies are moving in that direction there's no doubt
2: all right with that in mind i i don't remember in october ever in the past like this one all right last week we had uh of course uh venom and it was a good movie i went and saw it enjoyed the heck out of it it's just a comic book action movie i went and saw last night i took in uh of course uh uh james bond great movie i'm if you're a Bond fan, you can't miss this. If you're not a Ban- a Bond fan- film fan, you can't miss it because it's different than every other Bond movie. I'm telling you, it's got some of the things that all Bond movies have, but the story is much more textured and 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 deep in in this movie, as far as I'm concerned. Then uh, next week uh, we've got uh, Halloween uh, Kills coming out, and uh, then the latest of the 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 four movies they said that they were going to do uh with green about halloween along with uh, that new movie that uh, adam driver is in uh dealing with uh, you know nights that looks like it's going to be good and then last but not least the week after that dune comes out and man i mean these are huge movies that are hitting one right after the other
3: it's uh, The Last Duel is directed by Ridley Scott that is based on a true story from history of course Matt Damon's in the film as well. You wouldn't know uh, that.
2: You know, do you look at the one sheets that are in the hallway of the theaters and stuff. It's Adam Driver. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was kind of interesting.
3: And the and the star, um, you know, the the heroine in the movie, you know, she has had such a huge role in that TV show Killing Eve. Uh Um, So, I mean, you've got three um, stellar people there uh, in that motion picture. They actually have three one-sheets for that film, one where uh, Driver stands out, then one with Matt Damon standing Ah, out, then one with her standing out, um, you know, with the the person in the front changing on each Uh, one-sheet. The quality of that film and just what really Scott has done there is going to surprise some people. Um, that is that's on the fifteenth, um, and then of course on the twenty second we've got a cool little uh, animated feature from um, from Disney called Ron's Gone Wrong.
2: That looks interesting.
3: That's PG. That's out on the twenty second as well, and um, then on the twenty ninth we have Last Night in Soho, which yep. is a great uh, great motion picture. Uh, for Halloween weekend, it's a cool little twist on the scary horror movie uh, as this uh, girl who's infatuated with 1960s fashion is transported back there, uh, <laughs> mysteriously able to enter 1960s where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer, but 1960s London is not what it seems, and time seems to be falling apart with shady consequences. Ooh. So uh, yeah, that that's going to be great on the 29th. We're going to bring Rocky Horror Picture Show back.
2: Yeah, you uh, guys are going to have you're uh, going to have that. in, was it just going to be one or two theaters?
3: I, you know, it it depends on how those tickets are selling. We were unable to do it last year, which made us sad. Uh, this will be our 20th showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, it'll be back in on October 29th, 30th, and 31st. Uh, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. And the tickets for all those movies, um, Halloween Kills on the 15th, The Last Duel on the 15th, Dune on the 22nd, Ron's Gone Wrong on the 22nd, Last Night in Soho on the 29th, and, of course, the Rockyard Picture Show on the 29th. All those tickets are already on sale. You can pick them up at Riverdale10.com, Riverdale10.com. Don't forget The Exorcist. Yeah it's baby on Tuesday Tuesday uh this Tuesday coming up it's at 7 p.m. October the 12th the original Exorcist from 1973 tickets are only $5 they're on sale at riverdale10.com don't miss it
2: Great line out of that Take me uh anyway <laughs> All right 7:47 Se- 13 minutes till 8 a break Matt Smith is with me we're going to come back talk further because I'm just telling you there's movies coming out in October that you do not want to miss. All right, back with your final few moments here with Matt Smith. Matt, uh, you know, explain to my listeners, we've talked about this in the past, but you can come and have dinner at any of the VIP cinemas and then uh, and have an adult beverage and then watch the movie, have some great popcorn. I think you guys got the best popcorn around. And uh, just make it a, an evening, you know, come about an hour early for the movie and do some eating and then turn around and go in with uh, a full stomach, a big bag of popcorn and a, and a big soda or a, an adult beverage or something.
3: Yes. Now, all locations feature reserved seating, so you can buy your tickets in advance. Just go to the website to pick those tickets up. We have luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. Uh, they are the biggest softest, most plush power recliner you can find in a movie cinema. And, of course, we've got a full food menu, everything from handcrafted pizzas, chicken tenders, chicken sandwiches. Uh, We've got French fries, corn dogs, hot dogs, nachos, key lime pie, chocolate peanut butter pie, Bavarian pretzels, Um, just a full food menu there. We have uh, boneless wings, uh, chili cheese fries, uh, onion rings, anything you might want to eat. You can go to the website and click menu to check that out. And then, you know, that's in addition to having the full array, array of concession items uh, like popcorn, uh, 25 varieties of candy. Um, and, of course, um, we have in Hot Springs Cabin in Little Rock, um, beer and wine. We have um, 10 different wines and a selection of uh, over 40 beers to choose from. So that is also an option there. And, yes, we've got that table for you, so you can sit down in that recliner, set your food right there on that table, and enjoy the show. No doubt about it. All of that is available at the website. You can click Menu to see the full drink and food menu available at all the locations. Of course, we've got White Castle Cheeseburger Sliders, which Dave enjoys. Yep, I do. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, everything's available at that website. You can go to Riverdale10.com and get an entire list of the theaters right there. Just click Theaters. But, of course, um, make sure to ch- you know. Make sure you check out that, uh, that full food menu. Nathan's Hot Dogs state fair brand corn dogs of course the bavarian pretzels we've got the toasted sausage raviolis Mm. um yes uh buffalo wings and uh you know of course mozzarella sticks those are in there as well various combos i forgot to mention our big uh, fresh baked chocolate chip cookies that we do and of course we also offer ice cream so um our beers consist of, you know, local craft beers that everybody knows, plus also uh, domestics and imports. So, you know, you can have a Heineken, you can have a Stella, you can have a Bud Light, you know.
2: Yeah. i
3: really t- tell you, it's it good,
2: good food. It really is good food. By the way, the pizzas are very good. I mean, excellent uh, pizzas that they have. At the uh, VIP cinemas.
3: And, and, you know, we've got deals. We have $5 tickets every Tuesday, all tickets, all movies, just $5 on Tuesday. We still have the Theater Group Refill Popcorn Bucket. Uh, You purchase that bucket, and uh, you can get it filled up for $4.50 anytime you come to the movies. On Wednesday, you buy a movie ticket. You get unlimited popcorn, all the popcorn you can eat on Wednesday if you have the bucket. And of course, we got a rewards program. You can pick up your rewards cards. You get points for every dollar that you spend at the theater. Points are awarded for both tickets and concession purchases, and you can redeem those points for free concessions or free uh, movie tickets. You yeah. know that's on the website too, our rewards program.
2: Great stuff. You really do. You got uh, you got the best. By the way, again, October twelfth is The Exorcist, which rocked movie the movie world when it came out back in the seventies. November the 9th make sure you circle that date on your calendar that's our next classic movie after the exorcist and we're getting to show a movie that i've wanted to show for years for whatever reason it's been hard to do it this year i got to call from matt and he says we got it and i went nuts i really did Uh, on the big screen uh elvis presley and Anne margaret in Viva Las Vegas, I think this is the best Presley movie made. It was two of the biggest stars at the time in Presley and Anne Margaret that were on the big screen together. Uh, Margaret just smokes on the screen. I, I think that when you watch that movie, it's kind of hard to tell who was the bigger star at the time because they, they both they both uh, eat the screen up when they're on the screen. And then don't forget in, on December fourteenth, it's white. Christmas that's always a big one for everybody uh, to come and see all right one last thing with you Matt i, yes, I seeing uh, uh, the movie last night mm-hmm. uh, in uh, the James Bond no time to die did weren't you taken at the very first shot in that motion picture as as they it's it's Bond and a, and a woman and they come into this Italian town and the cinematography and the lighting and everything is just absolutely perfect. I got to go visit that town. I got to see it, but I got to tell you, it won't look as good as they made it look in that movie.
3: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yes. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's really. Uh, you know, nobody wanted to wait this long, but this Bond is tremendous. I can't say enough good things about it. It's a definite must-see. Obviously, a must-see for all Bond fans, but I think anyone would enjoy this film. It's done so well. Yep. It's put together so right. Yeah. Um, just just tremendous.
2: If you like action films, uh, you'll like this. And it's unlike, I, and I can't stress this enough, it is unlike a lot of the other Uh, Bond films. Here's one thing else that I thought is interesting. They have these huge action sequences within the movie and, and that's understandable. It's a Bond movie. But as the movie progresses, the story gets more personal for James Bond and the action sequences get smaller and more Personal that by the end people are just gouging people's eyes out and stuff. It's a uh, it's a great movie, it really is a great movie.
3: <laughs> well, now that you put it that way, yes, absolutely. Come out and see us. Don't forget the Exodus is Tuesday night. We're at Riverdale10.com. Uh, we wanted you to see us and come out and, and enjoy the movies. Uh, you can visit us in Batesville, Cersei, Cabot, and Hot Springs. Uh, Hot Springs VIP Cinema, Cabot VIP Cinema. And, of course, Cersei uh, Cinema and Oaks VIP Cinema in baseball.
2: And, of course, Daniel Craig would tell you, it will blow your mind.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Come see us, RiverdaleCN.com.
2: All right, Matt, thanks so much. Thank we'll talk you. to you. All right, Matt Smith, he is the guru of the VIP cinemas, and uh, they're a great place to go see movies. I go there to the Cabot VIP all the time. You'll run into me. If uh, you go over on a Thursday night on the new uh, openings, you'll see me there next Thursday for Halloween Kills. Guarantee it. All right. You have a great weekend. Uh, Monday, we'll all get together again. The power panel will be here. Uh, I think Doyle Webb's going to join us as well. That's coming your way on Monday here on The Dave Ellswick Show.